0: Welcome back to another episode of Sons and Sparrows We are joined today with the amazing Smiley Wilsons. We have Zach and Nadia in the house with us today. We've been trying to get them on here for a while I know with uh, them being in the <laughs> them being in the process of uh, moving and everything which we'll talk about here in just a little bit uh, Welcome y'all. Well, glad to have y'all. Glad
1: to be here. Hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Zach, too, on that—that that grown man voice. It's good to be here. Whole stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it—it it really is. I'm—I'm I'm really really glad to have you guys. Y'all have been a, a very, uh, part, uh, important part of of uh, the Parker household. Just of who you guys are and and how you guys have walked with us and us with you guys. So it's, it's really good just to be able to have these type of conversations. I mean, we, we have these on the regular anyway, right. so it's good for others just to kind of peer into like living room conversations that we have, you know, but just a little bit more, um, <laughs> a
2: <little personal.
0: laughs> yeah, a little bit more personal and, and, uh, and good. So, uh, I guess we'll we'll open up with this question for you guys. Do you guys have anything y'all wanna y'all wanna say first? Y'all wanna add anything before we get started? Um,
1: happy Father Day, Father Father Day. <laughs> to all the fathers out there, like, even myself. You know, like I think I enjoy being a father more than being a son, if I can say that. Oh you
0: know? man. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that's about it.
0: Yeah, today is Father's Day, so Happy Father's Day, Zach. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Happy
0: Father's Day, dude. <laughs> <laughs> now, it it I think this is cool that you guys were able to come here and do this on Father's Day. You know, um, I don't know what what else you guys have planned for today, but for you guys to be able to make the sacrifice to be able to come and do this, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, Zach, that was deep, man. <laughs> so let's do this. The very first uh, question I want to open this up to is, uh people in our home church kind of know you guys to a degree. Uh, I know some more than others. Um, What would you guys say has been, what's the history been like, the transition from where you guys have come from uh, when you guys first got married or even dating, uh, being at the church that you're at, the culture that you're at more so um, to where you guys are now and how it's impacted you, like the difference between the two?
2: That's a big question. (laughs) Um. Well, it looks different for me than it does for Zach. I've. I mean, I feel like I'm an open book, and I'll tell everybody pretty much the same about me, or I repeat the same stories all the time. Um. But Zach and I came to Florida from Virginia, and we came by way of the military, got stationed here. But the church that we were attending was called Waters Edge Church. That's where Zach and I met. Um. In the youth ministry, I was a youth leader, and then Zach came on as a youth leader, and he was my younger brother's leader, and we don't look alike, so I had them scope him out for me and <laughs> try to find out if he was single. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just the the difference, it's crazy because back then, I mean five years ago, I thought, wow, this is great. But, like, I just didn't even know then what I know now and what I've experienced now. Um, I remember when we went to that church and Zach had taken me to, like, a ramp conference. I forget where it was. What church? When we were, I forget where it was. We lived in Virginia and we went to a ramp conference like an hour away. And so I never grew up in the church, by the way. My family's military and we moved around all the time. And so we never were able to get rooted anywhere. I mean, my mom would like read Bible stories to me and whatnot, and I think I knew about God, but I didn't have like a relationship with Him. There was never any like standard set for me, um, and so going to this like ramp conference and people were like babbling in different—I don't even know what they're saying. I'm like, what is happening here? Zach's like, oh, they're speaking in tongues. It's like speaking in tongues, <laughs> but that was the very first time that I started speaking in tongues, like not me trying to it just happened at that conference and I remember leaving there and being like I don't even want to go back to Water's Edge (laughs) we went back to that service and I was like can we leave now (laughs) and so that kind of started the hunger for more for me after experiencing that and so now fast forward to being here and after being here for five years I'm just like it just keeps on getting better and better and, like, every dream that we have, it's, like, the Lord just blows that out of the water and, like, is, like, no, dream bigger. Like, there's so much more in me. And so I think it's, like, propelled me to to go after more in the Lord and not just settle for, like, routine and comfortability. Because I've been uncomfortable here. <laughs> I've been very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, well, I, I would say for me, I would say growing up in church, um, freshman on, you know, in Montgomery, Alabama, it's been pretty good, you know, I would go to church probably like three or four times a week, so even being in it now, I did, or I do tend to get burned out, you know, still from growing up in it, but we'll go to like prayer on Wednesday nights, then we have like intersection prayer, and then Sunday, I would go for like all two or three services, so I'm at church a lot, you know, so I just grew up in it, and I would say, um, I don't know, I even had like a a Bible club at school, you know, in high school, and it was me branching off and start learning the Word and preaching it for myself, you know, because I was, like, so in it, and then going to the military, or join the military and, like, leaving home, I was like, mm, freedom, you know, so yeah. I didn't have my mom breathing down my neck, like, oh, read your Bible, you know, or, you know, giving me Bible quiz questions, like, pop quizzes type stuff, so I'm like, dang, I can breathe, you know, I can think, everything's not church-related, so I kind of like brunched off, you know, I knew God was still there, but I was like, you know, I can hang out with my friends, you know, do her at things, you know, in a sense. But I always kept it at bay, yeah. I would say, you know, I knew like who I, who I am and who I was then. So I think that kind of kept me, you know, like, you know, on the, on the range, you know, but I would say, um, even with that. Then in the world gets tired, especially when you know who you are in Christ, you know. So it's like, all right, it's time to, you know, yeah. get back, you know, yeah. to what I was doing before. So, yeah, I started um, going toward his edge. It was pretty good, but at the same time, from growing up in church and going to three services, I'm like, this is kind of quick, 30-minute service, kind of like a 30-minute, you know, holy car wash, in a sense. <laughs> so I was like, man, you only get three songs. You can't really get into it. And then every, like, uh, scripture was like, it was like a layout, like a printout, like, oh, this scripture, this scripture, amen. You can go home now, you know? Yeah. So it's very, like, uh, microwave. So I wasn't getting much of it or much out of it. So I was like, man, you know. But I was still, like, there. So I joined the youth. I joined the um what, youth leadership at the church. You know, I was working on swingship swing shift at the time. And it would be Wednesday from, like, 6 to 8, I think. Something like that. So I would ask to leave work, go to, you know be with the youth and then go back to work after that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think just that right there, that sacrifice for me. And also, um, I bought like two books, like Praying for Your Wife type books, you know. Yeah. Proverbs thirty one type woman. So I was reading those and going to church and, you know, just trying to be, you know, in the church and have that mindset and whatnot. And shortly after I met Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I met her brothers and didn't know those were brothers. And they was like, Hey, uh are you married? And I'm like, no. You know, asking all these questions, you know, that well, they were like seven, eight at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you asking me this for? <laughs> Only two asking me that. But little white boys. <laughs> yeah. And they really stuck out to me, though, because they were like the well mannered ones. They didn't get in no trouble, you know. So I was like, yeah. I like these two. <laughs> Come to find out, you know, they're my brothers in law now, so.
0: A little spying out the land.
1: Yeah, they were. A little Joshua and Caleb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that chocolate milk and honey, you know? <laughs> But yeah, um, but I would say from Fresh Norton to being Order's Edge in Virginia, into coming here, I would say all in all with that, you know, being here and learning that, you know, if you do something wrong, God's not going to like punish you and all like that, which at Fresh anointing, that's kind of how I thought like, oh, you know, kind of was my mom, you know, it's like, oh, you did this? Well, this is why that happened. Mm. You know? So being here, just knowing that God loved me, He's always gonna like you know look out for me no matter what I do. That's the different perspective I have. Or even being at work now, and people are like, oh, if I step in the church, I'ma burn, you know. So back then, I thought like, yeah, you are gonna burn, you are gonna really burn, you know. But now my perspective is more so like you know, no, God love you. He wants you to you know come and be with Him. He accepts you for who you are. Yeah. So that's the difference that I see now. You know, even like just more so preaching love and not being judgmental, which. It's kind of what I came out of growing up. So, like, being here, what I see different, but at the same time, the military, you meet a whole bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had one of my friends, like a best friend, you know, good guy, very caring. He was a Satanist, you know. So I was like, wait, what kind of Satanist are you? You know, you killing babies and stuff like that? He said, no, there's two different types, which I guess there are, and maybe there isn't. But, you know, he was a very, like, caring, you know, um, what's the word I'm thinking about, um, you know, Intentive and whatnot, like, he'll, you know, like, ask me if I'm okay, check on me and whatnot. Yeah. So I think that kind of opened up my um, my mindset perspective as far as, like, being judgmental based off, you know, how somebody, uh, what their beliefs are, mm-hmm. you know, and just seeing them for who they are and whatnot. So I would say that I also took that from the military, you know, and added to my little toolbox of what I have now. And it kind of helped me come in here, you know, as I continue to continue my career in the military.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, I was going to say, while you're talking, it was reminding me, because I didn't grow up in church, I didn't have, like, all of that religion put on to me, because I just didn't know anything. I mean, I I was taught good values and good morals from my parents, Um, but for the most part, like, what we learn about here as far as, like, oh, being metanoid from, like, the things that we once knew that were religious and coming out of that, I haven't had a whole lot of that, like, I, we always joke that a lot of my metanoia has been from, like, I'm being metanoid from everything your mother taught me, <laughs> like, in our early marriage. Because because at their church, it is very much heavily, like, spiritual warfare. And, like, if this is going on, like, it's a spirit behind it. And, like, you have to walk through your house and, like, declare this and pray this and, like, tell the devil this. And I'm like, meh. Nah. So when we first got married, I mean because I was, like, a baby Christian, I would say, I mean, I got, like, what we would say saved at 17, and so um, being early married, I mean, Zach and I got married when I was 18, and so that's pretty young, and I was still learning everything, so she's, like, kindly teaching me all these things and out of the kindness of her heart, and I'm, like, gleaning to it, but then it kind of felt icky, so, like, when we first moved here in Navarre, and I love prayer, and I love devotion, but, like, my first introduction to it was that like, you have to pray this way. And like so much focus on the devil this and the enemy this and like all this darkness. And so once we started getting that revelation of like, no, you're the bride, you're beloved. He wouldn't ask you to do that. Like Mm. don't have all this focus on that when he's already been defeated. Why are we gonna talk to somebody who's been defeated and he's dead? Like (laughs) we already have the victory. And so that changed my prayer life. And I don't even think about any of that. When something bad happens, I'm not like, oh, it was the enemy. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, maybe I could have did something different or maybe the Lord's trying to, like, keep me from this or that. It just changed things for me. Um, but I, ultimately, I didn't have to come out of a lot of, like, unlearning of things that you did. And even, like, the revelation, the Abba revelation, like, that's, like, so easy for me to pick up even to, like, oh, yeah, he is a good father. I just feel like a little kid. Like, I just, everything we're taught, I'm like, yeah, because I haven't had to unlearn
0: anything. That's good. Wow. Yeah. So what has the journey of wholeness been like for your family? One for you, for you two being married, and the journey of wholeness with your kids in the culture that you're in now?
2: My goodness. <laughs> um... Journey to wholeness—that's so deep. I mean, I feel like I'm still on the journey. Like I'm, I'm more whole than I was, at a certain point. But it's like I'm. There's still always layers to peel back. Is what I'm finding. Like I think that he's done something, and he has. And then it's like, wait, but let's touch this part to wholeness in our marriage. Well, let, I'll start there with our marriage. I mean, I feel like where Zach and I are at right now is a really sweet spot, but it's probably because we've been put under so much like, like we're just in so much change and transition right now because we are moving. We have orders to go to New Mexico, and now we're now this is our second military move, um, married. But now we have two kids that we're about to move with versus like when we got here, it was just us. Um, And so I will say like pressure has forced us to like confront maybe things we would have tried to just push aside in our marriage. Like when you're in your everyday routine and you just get used to that, it's easy to be like, oh, well, I could be better one day or like I'll change. I'm saying this because this is things I said. (laughs) Um, But now that we're like in the thick of like the ugly change and it's not something that either of us really wanted but it's something we just have to do it's like okay well it's time to get down to the nitty-gritty and really assess like us and are we really solid because now we're about to be all we not all we have but kind of all we have out there like we're about to start completely over man um and that's hard and it's like you want to be each other's best friends. You want to be like, like, I want to know everything that, like, the Lord is doing in you. What are your dreams? Like, what's he saying to you? What's your devotion life look like? Like, how do you go about your day with the Lord? Because we have basically separate days and then, you know, come together at the end of the day as a family. Um, And I would say now, like, through us having to move and sell our house and, like, it being bringing me like physical pain having to leave and it's really it's really brought us together and I would say more whole because me I've more so been the one who's like full of faith full of hope for a long time um and not because Zach hasn't been but like his job is very demanding he was deployed for like six months one year and they change his shift like it's nobody's business. So it's been hard for him to be like as present as he would like to be with everything that we're in, in this like family that we have versus it's been easier for me. I just put both my kids in that van and head out. And so, but like all the changes we've been going through, I mean, we're trying to sell our house and it has not been like as easy I mean, we got the orders and I'm like, okay, since the Lord wants us to go, he's surely going to make this whole process easy for us. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) And so it's really been testing my faith and my trust in him and where I am like literally falling like short in the sense where I'm like, Lord, like I'm just in day by day mode. Like I'm not even thinking about tomorrow because I just need his strength for this day, it has really pulled Zach to be like the priest of our home that I always knew that he is.
0: Yeah. You know, that's good.
2: Like, I'm like, I cannot do this without you. And so it's like made him rise up and be like, okay, like we know who our God is. And like, he's not going to let us down. And he's the one like leading us in prayer where I may have been like, let's pray. Now I'm like, I don't want to pray. <laughs> He's like, but you have to. I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to church. He's like, you better go to church. (laughs) You need to go up there and cry. (laughs) And so I just, I'm thankful for that, if nothing else, that, like, we're already so much closer and more one because, like, he's really leading us in this. I mean, and I'm letting him because I can be more like, I can do this. And I get an idea, and I'm like, I can do this. I'll do this and that. And sometimes I can like just bypass him, not in a bad way, but I like the order that has been brought to our family mm. through this. And it's right, and I'm thankful for that. Um, I mean, that's where we're at now. I'm trying to think, beginning of our marriage. We've come a long way we've come a long way. When we first moved here, some, most people already know about our history with the miscarriages and all of that. But when we first moved here and we were living in Navarre, um, that's when we had three back-to-back miscarriages. I want to say all within six months. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was like right after coming here from Florida. So like, I mean, not Florida. That was right after coming here from Virginia. So, like, leaving our family, our friends, life as we know it, jobs, starting over here. And then you have three miscarriages. And it's like, what in the world? <laughs> so, every time we used to drive by Navarre, I'd be like, it's too much. I don't even want to be here. Um, but that was, like, a turning point for me in, like, I guess my journey to wholeness. Because that's when my... Life actually changed, like my prayer life changed even. Um, I got to the point where I was like, Lord, even if you don't give us children, I love you no matter what, because yeah. it's not about what you give us, it's about who you are. And so I was okay if he didn't, and then he did. He ended up giving us Ren. But I know for me that was like a good turning point. It was like pushing me closer to the Lord versus like Zach had a little bit of a different experience with that and like how he felt with the miscarriages and mm. what that did for him
0: so I I, I want to ask this you said something that that just leaped up at me with everything that you're dealing with now you, you're saying that all this pressure kind of it started banding you you two together mm-hmm. and it, and the way that you highlighted Zach to say you know he he started, you know, becoming the priest that you always knew him to be. Mm-hmm. And so this pressure that you started to feel, not to say that you were out of order, yeah but it started to redefine or even bring you into a deeper revelation of order that brought you guys even closer than before. Exactly. And so it's like all the things that you guys used to pray for. Yeah. Lord, do this, do this. And with Christians, we can be this, and I hate using that term, but as Christians, we can use that, God, I want you to do this, and we want it to be as this this smooth little transition transition to make us what we want Him to be. Right. But a majority of the time, it's going to be some you know Pop has been talking about that that pressure that forms us into pearls. Mm-hmm. But it but in this case, it not only just made you guys a pearl, but it also brought in a newfound order for the family, yeah. a new dynamic that you're like I've always wanted this in my husband I've always wanted this in my home I've always wanted this and yeah the pressure sucks but what has been the greatest thing or or, or was the pressure worth it to have what you have now I guess is what I what I want to ask
2: I would say definitely because I'm always been like so strong and so sure and so to get to the place where I'm like I feel weak, and I don't know. It's like I never thought that that's where I would have to be for Zach to be exalted in a sense. Like, okay, now it's your turn. Like, and it's not like I had to say anything to for him to do it. It was in him, so he just did it. Yeah. Like it was like an opportunity that I wasn't giving him, but like quite literally, it was given to him when I was like, okay, I'm just fully out the way now.
0: Yeah.
2: such a mirror of many people's relationship with God. When you're talking about that, you said you let him be the priest, and how often do we walk through life? As long as life is good and we have things under our control, yes, we love the Lord, yes, we praise him, um, but we don't have to depend on him in the same way. He doesn't have to be um, the God that we need to trust. Um, And so when you said that, it just reminded me of the mirror image of the bride and Christ. Yeah. And it's the way it should be and it well, it's the way it should be all the time, but it's that pressure that makes us realize, Hey, I can't do this without you. Yeah.
0: That that surrender that's so beautiful. And it, it hurts. It really does. It does. <laughs> Surrendering wanna
2: be strong.
0: But it's it's so worth it when it's like you I mean I know that both of you within the past six months have had breaking moments after breaking moments. Zach, me and Samuel being right there with you in the altar with Pop yeah. and just praying and seeing moments, just breaking you and breaking it. It hurts, but it's in it, the Nadia YouTube almost every Wednesday night, <laughs> every Saturday night, just seeing you at the altar. And it's like, you don't care. You don't care about those that are behind you. You know, Rin and Brooks are just walking somewhere in the sanctuary and you're just like, I need this moment with Abba because I am not gonna let another moment go by without me surrendering this thing that's on the inside of me that I that you know that he's saying, give that to me.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so and then hearing that scream, that screech, that yell, that that thing, it's 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 encouraging a lot of us around to be like, I wanna be as free as that. I want to be able to surrender and just be able to just let it all go like that because it is encouraging. Yeah. So I just, I think that that is, that is really, really cool. You guys are stepping into a whole glory of order that you guys have been praying for, not realizing, I mean, we can, we can settle for our version, our vision of order and what we want it to look like. But even the Lord is like, that's small compared to the level of order that I want to do because now that you see it, you're like, this is so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though it, you still feel surrounded by pressure with you being bonded together and feeling more one than you ever have before, yeah. you guys are like, the pressure doesn't feel like pressure when you're one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're, you can turn to your left, you can turn to your right. Yes, you have the Lord always. But it's a whole other feeling when you know that you have your spouse arm in arm, mind in mind, heart in heart. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm good. The house doesn't even have to sell. (laughs) We could be, you know, all this crazy stuff can continue to happen. But I know as long as I have Zach, as long as I have Nadia beside me and she has my back and she knows or he knows, I feel peace and rest in the middle of chaos. Mm
2: -hmm. It's an equal yoking.
0: Yeah. It's so good, man. That is so good. Sarah and I, we've had, we've had to learn that too. So, it's so good. And I mean, we're 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 not in the place where we're like we've made it, but we just know what that that feeling feels like when it's like, yeah. But anyway, Zach, what about you, man? What's what's the journey of wholeness been like for you?
1: Hmm. Journey to wholeness. Well, I will start with the um the miscarriages. I would say um. Minus my story a little bit different from Nadia. It would be more so like I um, was having three miscarriages. You know, And I would say growing up the way I grew up, you know, believing, having faith, I just thought everything's going to go, you know, as I plan it to go, you know, like no miscarriages, you know, getting pregnant the first time and all that, you know, without anything happening. But I would say it kind of put me like in a why me state, you know, like God, why us, yes, like what did we do wrong? And that kind of like pulled me back from God a little bit. You know, I kind of put up a wall, I would say, you know. I was like, well, if God can't do it, then I guess I have to do it myself. Not more so like getting out of there pregnant. Of course, it can happen, but, you know, like more so me doing everything myself, me trusting in myself, you know, trusting Mm. my hands. So that's where where that came in at. And I don't think it helped the fact that, you know, me being in a new area, you know, like a new job site, learning how to do that, and then getting deployed, being deployed shortly after, you know, for six months. So just me being, I guess, more so away from the atmosphere of, you know, church and whatnot, away from my family, kind of put me like in a, I guess, in a box where I couldn't be reached or really couldn't be heard, yeah. I would say. And even coming back, you know, coming back, I guess, wait, I would say being deployed and, you know, just seeing all the pictures and the videos of my wife and my kid. Well, we didn't have Brooklyn at the time, so just not, just oh, yeah. not even Ren. Yeah. So, just seeing them, you know, like, fellowship and engaging with, you know, the church family, you know, I was like, dang, I felt even more left out then, so yeah. even when I came back, I'm like, where do I belong? Well, even if I do belong, like, you know, it's it's not, it's not it wasn't life for me, it was more so like, you know, short term, mm-hmm. kind of how I saw it. So, even when it came to, like, engaging at church, I mean, I know I was doing it for me, but at the same time... I wasn't really like um, involved or invested into you know fellowship with everybody else, so I was always kind of standoffish. Yeah. Which you know I'm starting to you know get over it now. Even though we're about to leave, I'm starting to open up more my heart. It's becoming more tender. Yeah. And I think part of that is you know having kids, like having Ren and Anne Brooks, did some to my heart to the point where like my heart is more um, pliable. You know, like it's soft now, and I can tell that difference. Like I'm more more joyful. Tend to dance more, you know. So I am have to be a father, and that does that was a lot. It changed me a lot. But um, yeah. Um, Journey to wholeness. I will say. Back then, it wasn't so much, you know, as I was striving a lot. I would say that trying to figure out who I was. I was lost, lost in the sauce. <laughs>
2: in comparison, because like. For instance, how I met Zach. I know. (laughs) Like I remember when Zach and I first met, and he was like, "We should fast." I was like, "Fast? What even is that?" And he was like, "We should fast, like, and just hear from the Lord, or, you know, whatever you do." But he was just so zealous, and like, we should read this together. We should like always initiating prayer, always like in he you. I could just see his heart for the Lord and it was so genuine. And I'm saying this because moving here and everything changing, then having miscarriages happen and you're like, what is going on? Like, God, where are you? Why would this happen? And I think he struggled the most with comparing himself to how he was. Because to me, when I'm like, well, why why don't you just like pray or why don't you just like read your word or do, like, do little things to get back get back into it as you could say like mm-hmm. he was struggled so much comparing to how he used to be that it made him not even want to do it at all. Yeah. Because it's like well I'm not anything like that and after all this has happened like well I just don't even know where to start. So I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit like right here. That's true. I was going to say and it's probably not been easy the fact that our personalities are so different. I'm like very sociable, <laughs> yeah. very emotional and and the fact that I have all this time because I'm a stay-at-home mom, like, I'm able to just go here, do that. When anybody has something going on, your job has you, like, chained up yep. and go T- here, do this. away somewhere. Yeah, so I that's probably played a huge role in it.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
2: And like, feeling
1: distant. I'll even say with the whole comparison part, like, you know, being in that state of life, like, oh, man, I, I came from this, you know? I more felt like I came from something to nothing. Yeah. If you can say it like that, you know, like, man, I used to be on fire for God, you know, praying, reading my Bible nonstop, um, evangelizing and stuff like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, I guess just coming to a low point spiritually. And then the whole comparison part would be like coming to church and then seeing you, you know, on fire for God, you know, Samuel, um, you know, at that time. I saw him. Um, it would be more so like, man, why can't I get like that again? You know, like, and I would ask you guys like, oh, what are you guys reading? You know, or, how can I, you know, get my fire, you know, started back up and whatnot? And you would tell me like, oh, you know, read this book, pray, you know. And I would try, but it just never lasts long. And I was just like, dang, you know. But everything is different for everybody else, you know. Like, yeah. you got to find your way on your own. And yeah, I mean, even with the um, what was it we had in mobile, you know, like measuring up.
2: Oh, um, the youth conference. The youth yeah. conference
1: we had, you know, we had like the rulers and whatnot talking about measuring up. So I was like, dang, I've been trying to measure it for the longest, you know, mm-hmm. and I just can't reach, you know, <laughs> the measurement that I want to be at. But even with that, you know, that took a, that changed my life a lot. So even when I have those thoughts, like, man, you know, what am I doing? You know, I'm not um, Derek status, you know, or pop status. Or one day I want to be, you know, preaching, which I had to worry that I'd be a pastor one day, even like three days ago. Mom, I'm like, yeah, yeah, but pastoral anointing on you, which I know you heard before, but, you know, yeah. I feel like it's coming. like, I believe it. You know, I've had visions, you know, myself preaching, so I have Nadia, you know, which was a long time ago, but, you know, she's had it. But at the same time, it's more so like, well, I'm nowhere near that point, you know, but I know at some point I will get there, you know. Yeah. So it's not even with striving anymore. It's just more so like just being in a place of rest. Yeah. You know? And believing that it's going to come, but also trying to put work in to get there, you know, being intentional with God. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say.
2: And Mm -hmm. being more in love with the man than the dream. Yeah. Mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, Trying to compare can be a huge spiritual killer in wholeness, in your journey of wholeness. Because it's like you push the stop button to admire someone else rather than keeping your eyes Fixed on admiring Yahweh, yeah. So it's like it's almost like you kind of look at him and say, "You're not enough," but whatever he has is what I want, rather than looking at him saying, "You're everything that I need." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I get that, man. I've I've compared myself. I've had conversations with spiritual brothers, and I, you know, I've been like, hey, man, I'm I'm just being vulnerable. You know, this is how I feel. I've, you know, I've, I'm jealous of your relationship with so and so, or you know, I <laughs> I remember when. uh Samuel and Kelly first moved here and, and I, I had to I had to be completely vulnerable with him. I stopped him right outside the church, I'm like, man, listen, I'm not used to having a spiritual brother here at the church. <laughs> so um this is how I feel yeah. and it, and it's very humbling when you have to do that because you you're always with your own thoughts. Yeah. but when you vocalize it to someone else and then you hear their thoughts and you hear their heart in it, and you're like, man, this is this is like especially with Samuel like it's yeah. it's it's hard to be mad at Samuel. Cause he just looks at you and he has that soft voice and he's like, man, come here, man. You know, (laughs) he just gives you a hug and everything. And it's like, but I mean, that was, that was years ago. And it's, it's, it can, it can really, really hinder your growth with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So I'm proud of you though, Zach, man, I'm I'm glad you're not trying to be like anyone else because there really is no one else like you. And I say that with a full Mm -hmm. confident heart, Zach, I mean that from the, every time you come to the church, I'm like, Oh Boys here. That's what I'm talking about. And and not just that, but it's like the conversations that we have. You know, every time Nadia talks about yeah, I remember, I remember a long time ago when you guys first started coming, and uh she'd be like, Zach is so funny. Look at him, look at his face, he's just cracking me up, and you'd be sitting there with the stoic face of just like a rock. <laughs> and she's like, He's killing me right now. And, and I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about. But then it's like over time, yeah, you know we start to see that face now and we're all laughing with Nadia because it's that relationship, you know, mom and pop, they see it, you know, and and the conversation, the techiness of who you are, the, the Mr. Fix it, you see something, you see that it's a problem and your nature is I'm going to become a solution to this problem. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's what I love about you. Anytime I have a question about anything, I, I love to be able just to come to you and be like, man, Zach, this is, this is what's going on. He'd be like, well, l- l- let me just bring it over here and let me see it, mm-hmm. you know, or you know, or are you even talking about your kids, man, and, and just your family dynamic. It's very, very unique. Y'all have a very unique household that, you know, not a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really cool. I'm glad that you guys are so set apart, that you guys decide to set yourselves apart for Yahweh. So that's really cool and beautiful. Um, not trying to get all sentimental and prophetic it's Too late. <laughs> um one other question we'll, we'll we'll start to bring it to um the landing gears here in a minute um I wanted to ask you guys what has your dynamic with mom and pop been like since you guys have stepped in um the role of you know not, I not want to say role relationship mm-hmm. with mom and pop as being a spiritual son and daughter to them What I I know, I kind of overuse this word, but journey. What has the journey been like for you guys with that?
2: Um, well, (laughs) we I'll I'll start here. We got to the church of what once was Summit Crestview, um, back in the very beginning of January 2019. Mm -hmm. I want to say that weren't they seated the year before that, 2018, like springtime? Okay, so they had been here a year before that, and then we got here, and when we first met them, I mean, they were, okay, so Zach and I lived in Navarre, which we've said, so that's like about a 50-minute drive to Crestview, and so we were doing that drive for nine months, Um, but the very first time that we came to the church, we had already been to like two other churches, didn't really fit what we were like. Like, we just didn't come alive in there. It was kind of just, yeah. it felt very rehearsed. It's like, eh, we're not, it's not making us come alive in here. So um, Zach's mom, actually, because the summit used to be fresh anointing, uh, she was like, you should go to this church. That's where Pastor Chris and Nikki used to be. So we're like, okay, I mean, it's kind of far, but I guess we'll give it a try. And so the very first time we came, um, that's back when the youth used to like prayer walk back mm-hmm. and forth and pace and just be like praying in tongues and take the mic and like boldly pray. And right when we walked in, this tiny boy
1: <laughs> is like, squeak <laughs>
2: going back and forth, like having the most beautiful, like powerful prayers we'd ever heard from a small child. And I say small child, but Landon was not young. I mean, he just was short. (laughs) At the time, we didn't know that was Landon, um, their son. But we we heard him, and we were like, oh, my gosh. It was like we got smacked with the spirit. And we were like, this is right. I mean, right as we're walking in, like, it was so incredible. And that's why we always tell Landon, we're like, you're the reason we we wanted to come. (laughs) (laughs) So that being the reason, like, that got us here, I mean... It just moved our hearts, and we were like, we have to come here. So we were like, we're going to make the drive. I mean, there's something here that we want and we need. Like, on our insides, it was just, like, buzzing.
1: Hungry. Yeah,
2: Yeah. and we hadn't felt that anywhere else. It was so different. Um, And then come to find out that's their son, which we obviously didn't know that at the time. Mm -hmm. But I'll say as far as, like, them becoming our spiritual parents, it was nothing that we ever saw out. And it was nothing we ever saw coming either. Um, for me, not growing up in the church, I would never even heard of the terms like a spiritual mother or spiritual father. That was very foreign to me. Um, my first introduction was through Zach and, like, what he knew of it. And so my perspective of that, um, from what he had told me, was... At Fresh Anointing, their church that they had is like, oh, you grow up, and then so and so's your spiritual mom, and you might have like four of those, and it's like, they're, they love you, they're gonna pray for you, like as you grow up,
0: mm.
2: and me like being his wife and hearing this, but seeing that he doesn't have like actual relationship, like deep relationship with these yeah. people, I was like, okay, well. <laughs> we don't need spiritual parents then like what do they do what's the value in that because I wasn't seeing any fruit or value from that um and so I remember when we started to hear about like spiritual mothering and fathering more at our church and people start talking about it a little bit I think maybe pop started teaching on it Mm -hmm. maybe he brought a word on it um And I remember going, we went up to him one day and we were like, huh, you know, I mean, we explained like what we knew about it, where we were at. We were like, you know, so we just don't really know. I mean, we're going to be praying, I guess, like if we need a spiritual mother or father, like we'll just pray into it. And he just gave us that look like in our eyes and was like, yeah, that's why, that's why I haven't said anything to y'all yet. You just
0: keep doing that. (laughs)
2: okay (laughs) kind of where he gives you that like yeah (laughs) and we were like oh shoot like hmm could it be them like we had already felt a pull towards them but that's just kind of who they are I mean anybody who hears them speak is just like like, it just moves you both Mm -hmm. of them are so passionate um just everything they say you hang on you hang on to their words and so we wanted to distinguish from like Do we just love, like, hearing them speak and them words moving us? Or, like, is it really something on their lives that, like, we desire? Yeah. And so we weren't quick to be like, we think you are. Like, we really did pray about it. Even after he made that, like, comment to us. Um, And so after some time, and Zach and I praying and, like, okay, we think. We think that this is right for us. And it was because... I mean, us being in the military, there, we always knew that, okay, we're probably not going to be here forever, but we knew, and we told them when we went and spoke with them, we asked if we could, you know, sit down and talk with them, and we were just like, look, we, like, love you guys, and no matter where we go, like, we want to be tied to y'all, like, for the rest of our lives, because we value what's on your lives. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, it's funny because I feel like all the sons and daughters carry, like, a part of their heart. And Zach and I love the next generation. We love youth. And so we feel like we carry that part of their heart as well as others do. But specifically, we're like, we glean this from you guys. Like, we love the way you guys love the youth. We love the way that you are not doing all of this for yourselves. Everything is for the next generation. Mm -hmm. And so... It was just kind of solidified for that.
1: Um, I would say my take on that would be uh, more so going into it, you know, like I've had, I would say several spiritual parents, more so spiritual mothers, probably like two or three, but it would be more so like intercessors of the house, so fresh and knowing, that, you know, they would pray for me. I also would pray for Nadia, like, oh, your wife is coming. She's in Virginia, you know. <laughs> and I was like, Mom, really leave Virginia. And she's like, no, you got to stay there. Your wife is there, you know. And then I would say probably like four or five months later, you know, I met Nadia, you know, and not to say, you know, not having spiritual parents or just people that pray for you and see if you didn't work, you know, whether it was a spiritual parent or not, you know, like, yeah. I feel like they still had a part in my life. So even with that, I w- it wasn't very personal, you know, relationship with them, but. You know, it was a relationship. and When I would s- go back home, I would see them, you know, oh, how you doing, you know, doing pretty good. Okay, we'll be praying for you. So it's, I guess, like a person to pray for me. Yeah. If anything, not so much parenting or um, mentoring me. Yeah. In that sense, but.
0: More so just keeping you covered.
1: Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, I appreciate that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with that going into, um, you know, becoming, you know, a son and daughter to mom and pops, I was more so, you know, dragging my feet on it. I was not too sure, you know. Just the, I would say at the time, or the place I was at, just thinking of spiritual father or father in general, that scared me, you know, because I didn't grow up with a father. Yeah. Until I was like thirteen, that's when my mom got married to um, my dad now, my stepdad Trey, who I call my father. You know, he did, he done pretty good with us, you know, but just growing up, I was like, ah, oh, I didn't have a dad, so what is he gonna do for me, you know? In that sense, so I was kind of like hesitant about it, but I was like, you know. Yeah, I'm ready, you know, and I would say like out of all of the, you know, the sons, I'm probably, I'm probably the one that's more distant from Pops. I will say that, you know, Mm. I'm not sure, but that's how I feel. Yeah. And I think it's more so me not communicating. I communicate, but at times I'm not a good communicator. Yeah. So, and I do try to work on, you know, reaching out more, whether it be like a text. Hey, Pops, how you doing? How's your day? You know, and that might be it because it could be busy. Sometimes I'm busy at work. But as long as I'm reaching out and, you know, being intentional, I feel like that's enough, you know, especially for our relationship. But when we get together, we can joke, you know, have fun. Yeah. Hunting and whatnot. So I would say if everybody, you know, it's different based on how they reach out, how they feel yeah. about that. But um,
2: I want to add to that yeah. because that is something we have fallen short and not fallen short, I guess. That's somewhere where we've like struggled with in the past because What we have here is so unique, like not really anywhere else do you have all sons and daughters at the same church, Yeah. like all living life together, Mm -hmm. and so it has been so easy for all of us to compare our relationships with them, or like who's spending the most time with them, like who's over there right now, (laughs) who's having dinner with them, (laughs) and so... It ha- and we're, but we're all so different. Like, we are all so different. Yeah. And Kelly, are best friends, we're opposite. It doesn't make sense how we're friends. But, like... It doesn't. But we're friends, and we're both <laughs> mom's daughters. So, um, I was going to say, like, what you just said was reminding me of, like, how easy it has been for us to compare because we're all so close, and we're seeing each other, and we're seeing each other's relationships with mom and pops. Like, that's something that... I mean, it's good, though, because it's growing us, like, to not compare. Yeah. Like, okay, I've always told Mama Misty, I'm like, I feel solid with us. Like, even if a few weeks go by and it's like, you might not have heard from me, but I'll, like, reach out to you and, like, update you on everything or just tell you what's been going on with us. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm lacking. So that's how I know that we're Mm. good.
0: That's good. Yeah.
2: I'm not going to base it off of, like, what I'm doing, like, my works. But, like, I know we're good. Yeah. And anytime something big happens, I mean, I she's the first person I want to call and just tell her. And so they're more than a covering is what I was going to say, too. I mean, that's great. Like, I know that they're praying for us and that they've got us. They've got our back. But, like, actually doing life with them is very unique. I mean, I can't say that that's how everyone has it. Yeah. Like, we go over there and have meals together. We go out and do things, like, go out and do outdoorsy things, go to the beach, yeah, go shopping. I mean, we're actually living life every day in -hmm. a day-to-day basis with them. And so, with that also is, like, not becoming familiar with them, though, because we have such close proximity to them and Mm -hmm. such like we have full access to them so it's also like still honoring them as our pastors and honoring them as our like spiritual parents because they're real people and they have like you know sometimes you can I mean we've seen it when people come and go to the church and they want to like get to know them and get close to them you can see like when they realize just how open mom and pops are, mm-hmm. some people can, like, take that too far. Yeah. And, like, be a little... what What's the word? I guess, like...
1: Take advantage.
2: Just, yeah, take advantage, maybe. I would say just a lack of honor. Yeah. Just in how they speak to them. Yeah. Because, yeah. also, we joke around a lot. Yeah. We're all joking. But, like, we... There's, like, a way to do
1: that. Yeah. Time and place, Yeah. 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 And it, it's, it's, it like it's a line. Yeah. There's a
0: line that you know not to cross whenever, whether it's conversations, deep conversations, yeah. joking, dinner, dinner talk, right. private time with them, you know the line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's it's crazy that you even have to mention that there's a line because you guys know having a relationship with them. You know your your I want to say the boundaries right. of conversation. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being even too vulnerable. hmm but it's when you start to see them I mean I'm, I'm trying to be careful too uh, I want to say familiar yeah. yeah that you know and you start looking to, looking at them as equals cuz you're not yeah. their equals yeah. you're still a son and daughter they can be friends but you're still not an equal to them right they're your leader they're your pastor they're the shepherd of the church, they're the mom and pops of the church, though Christ is the head. I feel like I have to preface that Mm -hmm. for some people that (laughs) kind of lack maturity in what I'm saying. Um, But yeah, I I hear exactly what you're saying. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: No,
2: you're fine. That's exactly right. Um, I guess just balancing that. Yeah. Which at times can be like difficult, but I think it's all good. I mean, I like that we have this and we're getting the opportunity to grow in this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus just never... I mean, wh- what would it... I mean, we're about to find out what it's going to look like not being near them. Find <laughs> <You don't> <laughs> out. Well. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I'm excited for it, though. I've always felt like, for me, you know, distance kind of makes the heart grow fonder. Mm-hmm. I, I already see myself like, reaching out and... Flying out. Sending pictures. I know, they're already trying to plan that. <laughs> um... But I'm just thankful for them. Yeah. I I never would have saw this coming, but it's been the biggest blessing. They've been the biggest blessing to us. I mean, to come here and then receive a mother and a father and be like sent with that means so much.
0: Yeah. True. I love what they did when uh, this past Saturday, this Mm -hmm. this last service, when they were talking, um, what, what Pops was saying when he was about to grab the two chairs. Mm-hmm. And he was he he was like, and Holy Ghost checked them because it's not an upseating. Yeah, you're not uprooting. This is still home. You know what I mean? Your your roots are still here. They're not being plucked out. They're not being grabbed by you know the stem. And you guys are still here. And that that's how Mom and Pop will always see you guys. Yeah. So I mean, whenever it's time to get out, Zach, you know, we we talked about <laughs> this. Just rent your house out, just that way you can just jump right back in.
1: Jump back in there. <laughs> I'm trying to have my
2: 38 beach house. <laughs>
0: no, that's good though. That That's really good. I, I, I feel like I, I want to say this too uh, for some that that may hear the, these type of podcasts because this isn't – I like to try to have different people on and hear their perspectives. You, you'll start to see that there's a common theme of the questions I ask. A lot of them are the same questions or same statements. Um, that warrants a response from people concerning spiritual parents. And that's on purpose. Um, because everyone has a different um, outlook. They have different relationships. It's just like what you said. Amongst all the sons and daughters, everybody's, everyone's connection with mom and pop is so different. Yeah. And I feel like that's what kind of makes a whole. Mm-hmm. But I do want to say this. For those of us that do have spiritual parents, we do not look at mom and pop in a way to where it is idolatry. Yeah. They are not um, our God. They are not the ones that we go to. Uh, we don't pray to them. <laughs> we do, it's crazy I have to say this, but they, they don't take that role as an idol in our life. Mm-hmm. The way that we look at them and the way that I look at them, I can only speak for myself, is the same way that um, Timothy and Titus looked at Paul as a father in the faith. If Paul can sit there and, and write in the Gospels and say, follow me as I follow Christ, and mom and pop is taking up the same mantle to say, follow me as I follow Christ, they're the shepherd, mm-hmm. then I gladly follow that. Right. They model Christ, they model the Holy Spirit, they model God, and there's the, that's not unbiblical. It's all, it only becomes unbiblical whenever you begin to take your prayers and your perspective of God and you begin to place it on a man and a woman to where they become first over the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's when it becomes dangerous. Yeah. And and I can say with confidence that every one of the sons and daughters that are here at the South Gate that are under mom and pop never view them as that. Yeah. They view them as that springboard.
2: They lead us to his feet.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are marching in front and behind, Mm -hmm. pushing and sometimes having to pull and say, come on, let's go. You got this. It's not as bad as you think it is. You can do this. Let's go. And you know, Pop, the moment he, you come to him, you're like, man, I'm just struggling right now. (laughs) He's like that eagle that's screeching from the mountaintop saying, let's go. You can do this. And that's been the greatest asset or tool or, or whatever you want to call it that's that's helped us in our relationships with him he's always been there he's never lacked honor towards his sons and daughters yeah. and we're we're probably the most uh not pointing at me solely but just the sons and daughters we're we're vulnerable yeah they mom and pop knows they they know when how do i put this they know our fears they know whenever we mess up because we go to them and we talk and and they lead us and they help and they they Coach us through it. They, whatever you want to call it, they help lead us to the feet. Her. Yeah. They, they they hear. They listen. And and with that, they are able to still have honor in the midst of weakness. And that's what's so beautiful. That's what's so, it feels so safe. Yeah. And, and the, exactly. You feel secure. And it models the heart of Christ. Yeah. That's the thing about a spiritual parent is or spiritual parents is that they model the same characteristic, the same nature, the same everything we're to we are to be Christ. Mm-hmm. So we can't sit here and be like, oh, I don't believe in spiritual parents because it's not I'm I'm so thankful for it. Right. I am thankful because they are modeling. Are they perfect? Not yet. And I say that on purpose too. Not yet. We're all not perfect yet. But my goodness, I there's there's no greater people I would rather follow.
1: Right,
2: I mean it's the same example of why we have a husband and wife relationship. Yes, no one like turns their nose at that.
0: Oh man, yeah. That
2: parallels just the same way. It's supposed to just parallel.
0: Man, let me tell you, Sarah knows some stuff about me. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah knows some stuff that nobody will know. Mm -hmm. But it's, I love that she she doesn't lose honor. For me, I, I know in the beginning of our marriage it was rough. And it, it I mean, to show those areas, to, to be exposed the way that we have to be exposed in marriage, mm-hmm. to be able to confess some things, this is how I'm feeling, or this is where I'm at with the Lord. It, I think that's, in marriage, it's like, it's, it's a little bit easier to be like, man, I feel like I'm lacking in this in marriage, or man, you know, I need some help. But when you have to acknowledge where you feel weak in the Lord with your spouse, <laughs> that is a whole ball ballgame because it's like, that means their heart has to remain in a posture of honor and love, and and still remain that secure, blanketed area to say, okay, yeah. you haven't read your word in a long time, <laughs> you haven't been praying. I heard you say that. I'm not tripping. It's okay. I'm not freaking out. Not yet. Let's not yet. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's walk through this together. Yeah. And I'm telling you, there have been more times where you know Sarah will come to me from time to time like oh my gosh i'm just i just i don't feel like it i'm not feeling it you know and and i don't i don't i i i can sympathize because i'm like i know how that feels yeah and and it's my job as the as the priest of the home as the husband to be like hey it's okay because i have to model christ if i go before the lord and i'm like man lord you know what i really don't feel like praying today i really don't feel like spending time i i am mad my kids are getting on my nerves I, mean, you know, I feel like it's chaos at my house, my job, you know, relationships with brothers or sisters or mom and pop. Oh, it feels like all oh, this is coming up against me. And the last person I want to come to is you or my wife. <laughs> and it's like, he doesn't sit there and shun me. He doesn't sit there and be like, man, how stupid of you, Derek. Right. He doesn't look down upon me. He doesn't, there's, there's nothing negative. It's like the father just like, man, just come here. Just, just come here, bring it in, man. You're, you're going through the ringer right now, and, it, and, and he's, he's not there. He's not coddling me. He's empowering me through grace, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that spouses are to do as well. Not coddle, but embrace with grace, because the grace is what empowers you to move past those walls, those obstacles, and it's the same thing. The same love that mom and pop have. That love is to help propel us past those hard points. And it's, it makes a world of difference when you have your spouse and your arm and, and your hand and your heart and heart and you're together, mom and pop, they're with you. You got brothers and sisters that are with you and you can be vulnerable. And when you're able to just come to that same wall that you've been facing for the past three, four, five, six months, and you're able to say, this is the same freaking wall and I'm tired of hitting it. And you have people that's just going to stand there with you at the wall and we're like, well, we're going to walk past it. Mm-hmm. We're going to demolish it together. And I and I just I love that. I feel like I was kind of a little all over the place, but I it's just it's y'all provoke me, <laughs> but it's it's really good.
2: Well, even I was gonna add even raising us up as leaders, like mm-hmm. yeah, that's also another layer yep. to it. Yep, because um, that's not always been easy. <laughs> 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 they like have held us accountable. I know when we got the news I guess you could say of like us having orders it was right before youth like 10 minutes before we're about to start and I'm just bawling she's like why
1: would you tell me that now I'm like baby you know I'm like how <laughs> Need to tell somebody. I about to
2: come out here and, and I called mama misty and she's like oh my gosh she's like okay well you gotta go in there and lead these kids like you gotta do what you gotta do like this is what being a leader is mm. You, like, lay down everything else you have going on so that you can go love on them.
0: Yep.
1: No excuse.
0: Man. Man. And
2: that was, was like, okay. Like, I feel like I can do anything after that. And I did it. Yeah. Like, held the tears back and loved on them. I Don't even remember what all we did, but we did it. Yeah. And I didn't make it about myself. Like, laying down yourself and not being selfish... So that you can like, love on them.
0: Yeah. Imagine how, so. how. Pop and mom feel, <laughs> as being leaders of the house. Oh. I... Things that we don't even know about, and 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 it's not that they're hiding or pretending. Yeah. They have safe places to go to as well, but there are things that we as sons and daughters or or congregational members may not even know, and they're they, they might be struggling or battling or you know facing certain things, but it's that level of leadership where. It's not for us to know. Yeah. And they continue to love on us. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's some good stuff right there, Nadia. That's, man. Because I, I would have been the same way. I probably would have cried a little bit. I would have been like, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> All right. So I, I want to I end it with this. Um, how has honor been a key for you guys and where you guys are at now with with your homes with with your family with your kids and with relationships what what i don't want to say because it's it's not something that you use it's it's revelation gain because you just walk in honor but what has that done for you guys how has that been vital in your guys's walk
1: honor um i guess i will say um you know, me being, like, the head of the house, you know, I can't see Noddy any less than I see myself. That's part of it, you know, mm. starting off. So I have to, you know, respect her, just as so much as she respect me. And that's where honors start, you know, as far as even, like, honoring my kids. I mean, they are my kids, you know. Yeah. So, like, I know there are kids they don't know, you know, they don't know any better, but at the same time I have to treat them like a human being, you know, and talk to them, you know, with respect at the same time. That's good. So that's that's, I think that's, like, the pivotal point, you know, in honor people outside of the house. If your house is not in order, then the world ain't going to be in order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I can put it like that. But um, I will say, as far as honor, I think it's partly, you know, like sharing with your spouse, like what's on your mind and whatnot. Like letting them in. Yeah. Which I haven't done a lot, you know, in the past, but I'm starting to do more so of it.
2: I have an interjection.
1: Go ahead.
2: So something, we talked about it at youth one night. Okay. Um, that like changed my perspective. Uh, I'm pretty sure Mama Missy has said it multiple times too. People think of honor and they like, it just kind of seems far off and like, oh, like almost not even mystical, but just like I feel like some people don't have a full concept of what it is and they make it more difficult. Really, honor is whatever you value. Yeah. So if I value you as a person that I'm like I'm gonna show that in my actions and that's honor. Yeah. I'm gonna show that in my words, the way I speak to you. And so that's how I look at it. For mom and pop, you as my husband, you as my friend, as my brother, like I value you, so I'm gonna show that in the way that I treat you, I talk to you. Like but and then also me, I like to just go out of my way for those that I care about too. I mean, that's when you take it further when you really have a deep connection with somebody and you actually just love them. Mm. That's when you start to like serve them. Like you lay down what you want and how you feel to serve those that you love. Yeah. Because you value them, because you honor them.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, you said that nice. <laughs> <laughs> Angels,
2: baby. No, I just was remembering because I remember we talked to the kids about that. They're like, uh, how do I honor? I'm like, well, do you value this person?
1: <laughs> well, well, you know what? I guess I will um, go into like what I thought honor was. I thought honor was more so, you know, more so doing what you're told. You know how, like in the Bible says, under, you know, your mother and father leave a long life. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a I, I have to type moment, like, dang, Striving. I want to live, be 100 years old. What you say, mama? I'm going to do it. You know, so not doing it out of love, but more so doing it like, dang, I want to die, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's works and striving. That's yeah. what that was. Yeah. 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 So just having that, I guess, the revelation of what honor really is, is mm-hmm. something that I learned, you know, being here seated, you know, on the yeah. mom and pops. So, yeah, you know, and my heart just started jumping when I said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but. It's back to the
2: basics. That's what we've gained here. Yeah. is like yeah. the simple gospel.
1: Yeah.
0: I know with you, Zach, it's almost like that, what we said a little earlier is probably off the microphone, but that Christian karma. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to honor my parents so that way bad things don't happen. Yeah. And, and that's a real, th- man, I'm, I'm telling there are people that are walking around there calling themselves Christians and they believe in karma. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need i need to uh, you know you don't upset you don't make the man upstairs mad yeah and if you know because if you do then this will happen like that's not how yeah. heavenly father works mm-hmm. so, or, i mean the earthly father so if an earthly father doesn't do that I, I mean not all earthly fathers are good but you know god yeah. doesn't do that to those that he loves it rains on the just and the unjust except the just is protected mm-hmm. you know um but yeah, that's that's good, man. You guys have a very, very beautiful uh, perspective of honor, and it's so healthy, and it's only going to grow from here, right. you know, yeah. glory to glory, so. um, But awesome. I'm glad y'all were able to come through and do this, man, you know? Hope,
1: it felt good. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah? I, like I can keep going. <laughs>
0: You're waking up? You're you awake?
1: Well, we juggling babies back here, so. <laughs> We got some
0: screaming in the room, and. You, I don't Been think... n-
2: nursing this whole time?
0: <laughs> Brooks hasn't even left <laughs> your lap. <laughs>
2: this is life.
0: It is, it is. Uh, man, I'm really, really, I'm really thankful that you guys were able to to take Father's Day yeah. and come out and do this, seriously. And I know and it's it's a time crunch uh, for you guys, so I do value your guys' time, your heart, your willingness to be able to do this. The way that you guys have... Serve the house. But more than that, I thank you for you guys' friendship. I really do. And I'm not saying this because you guys are leaving and, and everything, because this isn't a goodbye. Right. Yeah. But I, I love the friendship that we have. The ability to be able to go through things the way that we have gone through things hard things, hard, things. hard conversations. Yes, but we've been able to talk through them and love each other too, and grow in all of that. Yeah. yeah, have something?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I will say, um, I think you guys were like our first friends. You know, we started coming over here, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. in the beginning, you know, and watching, was it Sinbad? and Oh, you know, all God. oh yeah. no, <laughs> not,
0: not on the podcast, man. It,
1: it, it, was, it was wholesome. You know? no. But, you know, I and mean, just watching different stuff, you know. Yeah. So it all started here in this house, you know. Yeah. So I do appreciate that, and I do remember that, you know. You, I would say you taking us in like with some straight cats, <laughs> and you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, yeah. you go
2: back. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, y'all make it easy, man. Y'all are y'all are very personable. Y'all are you guys are very welcoming. Um, I think we wait. We, we first met over at um, Andrew and Holly's house. Yep. Yes. Back when you know, I think we were doing. There was some sort of life group or something happened in there. Yeah. Back in the day. And I think from there, it kind of just grew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just doing dinner over here and going over to your guys' house. And yeah. But I I, I, I treasure that. I treasure that with you guys a lot. Um, I, you know, I have... <laughs> you guys are a lot closer to me than, than blood. It means a lot. You know. So it's... I value who you guys are in me and Sarah's life. Seeing how you guys function with your kids and how you guys walk with them, how how you talk. You know, my kids might be older than yours, but I learn and glean from you guys and how you guys, you don't tolerate. You guys learn from how to be parents and you just, you love well. Thank you. You guys love very well. And so, I, uh... I am. I'm gonna miss you guys. I'm gonna miss you. <laughs> I'm about
1: to start crying, and you'll be laughing, baby. I'm sorry. You're sorry. But
0: anyway, before this becomes a cry fest between the three of us, <laughs> uh, thank you guys for being on here and being able to share your heart. This isn't going to be the last time, you know. I'm gonna find a way to where we can do this portable and take this with me whenever we do come to visit. Yeah. And just just hear where you guys are at there. And go from there. But uh, we love you guys. Thank you all for for tuning in for another episode. I, I I don't take this for granted, you know, for those that tune in and listen. I am extremely thankful and grateful. And I, I do pray and hope with an everlasting hope that those that listen in and tune in and hear the hearts of these families that come in or individuals, that it blesses you guys to let those that that hear this know that you're not the only ones out there, and for the for that your hearts would just beam with hope, that your hearts would just explode with the expectation, and be like, man, I want to get connected somehow to, you know, a mother and father, or or begin to to feel life, you know, explode in, in you that are listening to say, yes, I just want more of the Lord because of what he said or what she said, you know. So I do hope that and I hope you guys have been blessed by this. So I thank you guys and we'll catch you guys soon on another episode of Sons and Sparrows.